0: Pastor Xavier Reese, and the high cost of the free gift of grace. One put it this way, upon a life I did
1: not live, upon a death I did not die, another's death, another's life, I cast my soul eternally. Bold shall I stand in that great day, for who ought to my charge can lay, fully absolved by Christ I am, from sin's tremendous curse and blame.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Summing up the work of Christ on Good Friday, it's been said that Jesus paid a debt he did not owe, because we owed a debt we could not pay. And while death by crucifixion hardly amounts to a good day for anyone, the simple truth of the Gospel is that God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Let's listen now as Pastor Xavier delivers a Passion Week message titled, Mission Accomplished.
1: John 19, verse 30 is our text, though I'm going to include verse 29 also. It says, Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, And put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. We have the finished act of the soldiers in verse 29. We have the finished work of Jesus in the first half of 30, and the faithful servant Jesus the remainder of 30. Now, the soldiers were witnesses, as you know, to the entire ordeal of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They um, had seen Jesus get scourged with the cat of nine tails with lead, bone, glass. Forty lashes were the number prescribed by law. The excruciating punishment of the body where it would tear the flesh and ligaments and muscle and even lungs would be exposed at times. Uh, most men would, would not survive it. The soldiers, whether in further mockery or an act of pity, gave him sour wine. It says here in verse 29, they filled the sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop and put it up to his mouth, it tells us. The sour wine was to relieve his excruciating thirst of crucifixion described and prophesied in the scriptures. This form of death for Christ was no accident. It was prophetic. Psalm 22.15 says, My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death. They also gave him gall. For my food, he says, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Psalm 69, 21. All prophetic. Secondly, we have the finished work of Jesus. The first part of the 30 says so that when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said it is finished. The cry of Jesus was not A cry of defeat. Don't make this mistake. The wrath of God was past now. The cry was the affirmation of the propitiation for sins. The cry declared that the judgment of Satan had taken place. Jesus was rejected, beaten beyond recognition. Judged, condemned, and crucified according to the scriptures. Isaiah 53, Psalm 22 it's recorded in all the Gospels. It's the topic of every epistle. His death and resurrection, without it there is no forgiveness of sins. His resurrection is the cornerstone. The payment was at the cross. The receipt for that payment was the resurrection. If there was no resurrection, then His death was like any other man. Jesus Himself pointed out to the two men on the road to Emmaus... All that the scriptures declared about him. From Moses to all the prophets in Luke 24. The types of the Old Testament regarding this person were fulfilled. Jesus was the last Adam. The anti-type of the first Adam. The first Adam failed by choice. The last Adam would not fail by choice. To demonstrate that the first Adam did not have to fail. But chose to fail. But the last Adam would not fail. Jesus was God's only son as a substitute for sins, the fulfillment of the type of Mount Moriah in Genesis 22 when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, knowing that even if possible and necessary, God would raise him from the dead. Jesus was the one. To be lifted up on the cross. Even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. That whoever believes in should not perish but have everlasting life. According to the words of Jesus. He gave that interpretation. The anti-type. In John chapter 3 verse 14 and 15. Pulled it right out of the Old Testament. The brass serpent. You had sin. type of The snake. On a pole. type of the cross. Brass. Judgment. Being judged. For the whole world. Jesus was the fulfillment of everything in the tabernacle, sacrifices, the light, the table of showbread, the altar, everything. He's the bread of life. He's the light of the world. He's the bread of life. The veil was his flesh rent. He is the Shekinah glory. Everything in the Old Testament. The wood speaks of his humanity. The gold speaks of his deity. The silver speaks of Redemption. The brass speaks of judgment. Every sacrifice pointed to him. Wow. He was a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, not Aaron. For Aaron was a human earthly priesthood. But after the order of Melchizedek, he was a God-man symbolic of everything in that tabernacle. He was both goats of the Day of Atonement, the one who died... And the one who was released to carry away the sins of the nation. Jesus was three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Even as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. That was the ultimate sign that Jesus gave to the Jews. An adulterous generation are you. No sign shall be given you except that by the prophet Jonah. Wow. The law had been fulfilled. The law demanded perfection. The law accuses us, condemns us. We are lawbreakers. That's why we have loss. Every time you drive down that freeway that says 65, you want to go 66. Every time you read a sign that says wet paint, don't touch, you touch it. Every time you tell your two-year-old, don't, he'll do it because he's your kid. He's like you. He's a sinner. He's a lawbreaker. It's innate aid in us. The Lord died. Not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. The law cannot be accomplished. What it required due to the weakness of the flesh. So God sent forth the Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And condemned sin in the flesh, Paul says in Romans 8, 3-4. Jesus said, I do always do those things that please the Father. John eight twenty nine. Wow. One day he said, which of you convicts me of sin? There was no takers. <laughs> you see, the Lord Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, Paul says in Galatians 3.13. He humbled himself and obedient to the death of the cross, as I said in Philippians 2, eight. In fact, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, having made his soul, an offering for sin, justifying many by bearing their iniquity. Isaiah 53:10 to 12 tells us, and confirm in Hebrews 12:2. The joy that was set before him was that he would be reunited with the Father after redemption had been made. You see, the old covenant was now terminated; the better covenant of grace was the new covenant. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need, Hebrews 4.16 says. The high priest was inferior to Jesus, Hebrews 8 tells us. He was a sinner. Jesus was perfect. The Old Testament was temporary and now obsolete due to its temporary provisions. Hebrews 8 and 7 on down tells us. Presence of the earthly tabernacle and its sacrifices, its washings, and limited access to the Holy of Holies only by one man, the high priest, demonstrated that the way to the holy place was not made yet. None of those things can make the conscience of the priest or anybody else perfect. Hebrews 9 and 10 tells us. The sacrifice of Jesus was the perfect one entering heaven itself, because the tabernacle was only a type of what was in heaven. The one sacrifice of himself once and for all, Hebrews 9:11 through28 says, not having to be repeated like the Old Testament sacrifices. At the cross, the veil was rent from the top to the bottom, symbolizing the flesh of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10, 19, and 20 tells us, the new and living way that now each individual can have access to the throne of God through the person of Jesus Christ by His atoning sacrifice. The Lord Jesus prophesied about the temple's destruction and the Olivet Discourse, as you know seventy AD, Titus came in, levelled the city as well as the temple, dispersed the people. The only thing God honors now is the new covenant through the blood of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am the way, the truth, the life, no man come to the Father by me John fourteen six. There is no other name given under heaven and earth whereby men must be saved Acts four twelve. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Listen carefully. One way, one name, one mediator. What is it that we don't understand? The gospel is not confusing, it's not difficult to understand. We just want it our way instead of God's way. If it's our way, it's a highway. We don't get into heaven. We get into heaven because we agree with God that we're rotten and we're lost. And there's only forgiveness in Jesus Christ. We disagree with him. He honors our choice. But we can't have the benefit of the atonement. It's impossible. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry in as much as he is also a mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Hebrews 8, 6 says. You see, the redemption of man was finished here. All necessary atonement for sins was accomplished, in fact, for the whole world, 1 John 2.2 says. The invitation has been sent out, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We come by grace through faith, that not of ourselves, is a gift of God, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. All have to admit their righteousness is as filthy rags as I say of 64, success. All will receive the Holy Spirit as they are born again, John 8, 9 tells us. All must come through Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, no other way. Listen to the words of Jesus as he prayers. Which is really the Lord's prayer in John 17, 4. Jesus declares to the Father prior to his death, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. Just before he goes to the cross, it's as well as done. The finished work of Jesus was manifested when Jesus had received the sour wine. And he said, it is finished. Notice third and last year, the rest of verse 30. The faithful servant, Jesus. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. The bowing of his head and giving up of his spirit was indicative of the finished work as a servant of Yahweh. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away. The mark of a bond servant, Isaiah 50. Verse 5, when you saw a man with an earring in those days, it meant that he was a slave at one time. And when he was able to be released after six years, he decided not to be released because he thought his master was the best for him. So he said, I want to serve you for life. And he would take that servant, take him to the door of his house, put him by the post, put his ear there, get a hammer, all, put a hole in his ear, put an earring. And when you saw a man with an earring, you knew he was somebody's bond slave by choice for life. The justice of God has been met. The bowing of his head and the giving up of his spirit was a voluntary act of his own will. Jesus declared in John ten eighteen, No one takes it from me, speaking of his life, but I lay it down of myself and I have power to lay it down and have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my father. Now, which of you can say, I can die and raise myself? Only one person. Once again, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, nobody. They're still in the grave. Jesus was fully conscious of his faculties while on the cross. Quoting scripture and promising the thief on the cross that he would be with him in paradise that very day. Jesus refused the drug wine to make him delirious, to relieve pain we've seen. Jesus was fully aware when the wrath of his father was upon him as he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? According to Psalm 22. For the first time, separate in a way that, again, we could never understand. Maybe you experienced at one time as your kids were small and you went to a big grocery store or department store and as children usually do, you want to grip them and that and and you just know that if they get lost, you would die, and all of a sudden you just let go of their little hand to make the payment, and the minute you turn around they 're gone, and you can imagine the horror in your own mind and heart of the loss of that child for them because you're thinking, what are they thinking? What are they going through? There's a separation, you and your child, and you don't know what can happen. A little shadow, a very mere shadow that we can't even come close to what happened between the father and the son in separation. And he did it for you. He did it for me. The bowing of the head and the giving up of his spirit was the acknowledgment of his mission being accomplished. Jesus destroyed Satan. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Jesus said in John twelve thirty one. The ruler of this world is judged. John sixteen eleven. Jesus said. Jesus destroyed sin. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. Matthew twenty, twenty-eight. He was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. 2 Corinthians five, twenty-one. What a swap. Who do you think got the best deal? He condemned sin in the flesh, Romans 8, 3 says. But not only did Jesus destroy Satan, not only did Jesus destroy sin, but Jesus destroyed the fear of death by destroying Satan. Hebrews tells us that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. The old great G. Campbell Morgan Said, quote, The death of Jesus was unnatural. That is to say, it was out of the true order of human life according to the economy of God. Death is the outcome of sin. Jesus was sinless. I deserve death. You deserve death. He did not. He could not. But He died in our place. Paul said, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building of God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. Second Corinthians 5, 1-3. What a great hope we have. That if you're a Christian, the minute you die, you're instantly present before the Lord. Jesus destroyed the elitism of salvation from the Jews. All can come and be saved. So their sins can be forgiven. Jesus said, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. The fold is speaking about the Jews. Then also I must bring and they will hear my voice and they will be one flock and one shepherd. John 10, 16. Jew, Gentile. One in Christ Jesus, destroying the wall that separates us. To the Ephesians says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near to, by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one Jew, Gentile, and has broken down the middle wall of partition or separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments containing an ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Ephesians 2, 13-18 what incredible good news it is. Paul declared to the Colossians, There is neither Greek nor Jew, Scythian or barbarian, circumcised or uncircumcised, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. Colossians 3.11 Do you know who the Scythians were? They were those northern tribes up towards the Ukraine. And what they would do is they would take the captives, decapitate them, boil their heads... And then use their skull for drinking goblets. That's who can be saved if they believe in Jesus Christ. Do you know Paul killed Christians, right? Paul calls Christians to blaspheme. Paul incarcerated Christians. He persecuted the church. That's why he considered himself not worthy to preach the gospel. But because he repented, Jesus forgave him of all his sins and made him a new creature. Revelation twenty two seventeen says, And the spirit and the bride say come, and let him who hears say come, and let him who is thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the waters of life freely. Freely from your perspective and my perspective, but not from the fathers that cost him his son. Grace is free, but it wasn't cheap. Something always costs somebody the price. One put it this way. Upon a life I did not live. Upon a death I did not die. Another's death, another's life. I cast my soul eternally. Behold. Bold shall I stand in that great day. For who ought to my charge can lay fully absolved by Christ I am from sin's tremendous curse and blame. Father, this is John. He's one of mine. Spotless, blameless before the Father. The faithful servant Jesus, the bowing of his head, he gave up his spirit. Here you have the sixth saying of Jesus from the cross. It regarded his mission Described by the final act of the soldiers, the finished work of Jesus, and the faithful servant Jesus. What can we say to this but thank you and to worship Him every day of our life?
0: Pastor Xavier Reese and our hope for eternal life realized in the death of the Savior in our place. Now, copies of this study are available, as always, on CD for just $4. Simply ask for the title, Mission Accomplished. And by the way, we'll be including everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well when you ask for the CD, Mission Accomplished. Request yours by writing, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. and invite you back for more Simple Truths right here next time. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com